Hello, you guys, and welcome to another podcast. On this one, I am going to be talking about Stacy Casper. Um, this one, to me, I don't know, just kind of perked my ears a little bit. Um, she seems a little bit cray-cray, but don't they all? Um, so, I know it's been a hot minute since I recorded, so let's get started here. Um, okay, so Stacy was born in New York in 1967. Uh, Stacy had met Michael Wallace when she was 17 and he was 24. So she meets her husband and then they get married in 1988. They have their first daughter, Ashley, and then three years later, she gives birth to another girl named Bree. So let's kind of go a little bit few years and now we are in 1999 and this is when her husband Michael becomes very ill um you know everyone was telling him he needs to go to the doctor well you know because his uh face has started to become very swollen and puffy and you know they knew something wasn't right but before he can even make it he ends up passing away so you know, they say, oh, okay, you know, the doctors confirmed that he had died from a heart attack. So, you know, they're like, okay, you know, so, but Michael's older sister, Rosemary, you know, she had a little suspicious because she was just like, something doesn't seem right, you know, and I honestly feel like if something doesn't feel right, seem right, it probably isn't right. And so she wanted to, um, how can I say, she wanted to uh, get an autopsy done on her brother to confirm, you know, the death, you know. But, of course, Stacy refused, you know. She didn't want to do that. She had stated, well, when the doctors told me he died of a heart attack, I believed it. There was no need no reason for me to question that. Of course, why would she want to question? Because you know she's up to something. So, and after his death, Stacy collected fifty-five thousand dollars in life insurance, in uh, life insurance money. Of course, there's always life insurance in these cases. Um, yeah. So then, you know. On February of 2002, Stacy's father, Jerry, dies, which kind of seems, I, I, when I was reading this case, I was a little like, okay, why is she really killing? Because, you know, in my eyes, I feel like $55,000 isn't a lot. I mean, I know to some people it can seem like a lot and people think they can live off of it forever. I don't know what goes into these minds of these people. But then when I heard that she killed her dad, I was a little bobbled. I'm like, well, geez, you know, like the the weird part about it was when she was visiting her father who was in the hospital, I believe for something like a liver or lung, something had happened and he was actually going to about to be released. But Stacey was seen coming into the hospital with an open can of soda for her father First of all, who walks in to a hospital with an open can of soda to give to someone? Usually it's kind of like not open and then you hand it to the person, you know, they kind of open it. So, you know, 
her just coming in with an open can obviously said to me she put something in it, handed it to her dad, and of course he passed away, which, huh, interesting. Um, so then, um, let's see, sorry, I got my notes kind of everywhere here. Okay, so then they, of course, said he died from natural causes, his body was cremated, and the possibility of any further investigation was not going to happen. Shocking, right? Of course, I feel like a lot of times when they are trying to hide something, usually that family member wants them cremated like ASAP. Like they don't want nothing further to be investigated. I just think it's, it, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying everybody who gets cremated is like that. But what I'm trying to say is that, especially with this lady who had a history of already, you know, I don't know, with this whole Michael situation and, you know, it just seemed from her ex-husband, you know, he's dead and now her father's dead and then he, he gets cremated. So now they can't even do any further investigation. Seems a little bit, you know, it would perk my, my ears a little bit. So, in 2003, Stacey marries once again to David Kester. Um, you know, David didn't get along too well with, you know, her daughters. Um, so, it's like Stacey's daughter even stated he didn't want to be their father. So, in 2005, Stacey called the local sheriff's office and stated that her husband had locked himself in the bedroom all weekend long so it's like okay I don't know I'm just saying if my husband had locked himself okay I'm like thinking maybe he needs a few hours by himself and I go check on it and I'm like okay the door is still not open I'll just let him sleep it off for the night I'm sorry I'm not gonna wait two three days to be like oh well now let me call the cops I'd be like okay something's not right after you know overnight and he still isn't opening the door and it's been another whole day I don't know it just seemed kind of you know, I don't know. I don't know how many people would be like, oh, well, okay, well, just let them sleep it off. They're never going to come out to eat or anything. But, you know, like I said, this lady's cray cray. So when the officers arrived, they had to kick down the door. And that's when they found um, David's body lying next to a container of antifreeze. Also nearby was a glass of half full of green liquid. Hmm. Interesting. Of course, when Stacy saw the body, she shouted, he's not dead. He's not dead. And of course, very dramatic, you know, even where the cops were like, okay, you know, that seems like a bit dramatic, but okay. The reporter has stated that David had committed suicide. I'm like, okay, well, who are all these coroners, by the way? But anyways, during the detective investigation, they found that Stacy's fingerprints on the glass of the antifreeze and there was a turkey baster found nearby tested positive for David's DNA which is kind of like huh okay um interesting um you know suppose she told the detectives that David got upset over a fight and took a bottle of southern comfort went into the bedroom and locked himself reportedly got drunk and wouldn't come out um I don't know. The detectives started catching on. They're like, her demeanor's kind of off. And, you know, she just seemed off. 
So the detective was like, okay, well, why is there this green substance? There was just a lot of things. So what they decided to do was wiretap instead of cameras at Stacy's home and even at David's grave, which believe it or not, she never even visited his grave. So let's just say you find your husband and you're like in shock and you're like, oh no, he's not dead. He's not dead. But you never visit his grave once. I mean, I thought you were just, you know, brokenhearted and traumatized by everything. And I don't know, you know, so I think it's really sad that she, you know, didn't even visit him at his grave once. Um, so after all this, the detectives decided to exhume her husband's body in toxicology and in fact died from antifreeze poisoning and not a heart attack. So now they're like, okay, now we know this doesn't seem right. You know, now they found out that the toxicology does in fact show that he has antifreeze in his system, which happens to be right next to it. So now it's like, okay, here we go. And actually they had brought Stacy in to, you know, they were just talking to her and they even asked her this question that stood out to the detective very, very odd. It was like, they asked her, do you remember which glass it was that you pour the cranberry juice in? And this is what she said. Well, when I pour the antifreeze, I mean, I, I didn't stop and said, I mean, I mean, the cranberry juice. Really? How do you accidentally say you poured antifreeze? And all of a sudden want to correct yourself and be like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Cranberry juice. Really? Okay, I'm sorry, but not in my <laughs> ever conversational vocabulary. What could I confuse those two? You know, so obviously that just kind of was like, hmm. So, of course, they had to let her go because they didn't have enough evidence. So this is at this point, Stacy is panicking. She's like, okay, I need to kind of pin the murder on something. So guess what she does? She decides she wants to pin the murder on her own daughter, Ashley. So... These people, when they're crazy, they're crazy all the way. I mean, I just can't imagine pinning, you know, anything like that on my daughter. You know, I, I love my daughter. I just a kid. And I don't understand how a mother can ever do such a thing to pin something like that, knowing that you're doing all this. It's just crazy. So her daughter calls her and she's like, hey, you know what? We've had a rough day. Why don't you come over? And, you know, we'll just drink. So then, you know. Ashley comes over. She hands her daughter a vodka mixed with orange juice. Her mother had crushed a strong sleeping pill into her cocktail. So once Ashley fell asleep, Stacy took teaspoon and began to feed her vodka and prescription pills. This lasted for 14 hours. I can't imagine a mother sitting right next to her daughter really getting her overdose. I mean, I was just like, as when I read that, I was like, this is a mother. Like, I can't even comprehend every time honestly I read these I'm just like bobbled I like I don't understand how anybody can do anything but to for a mother to do this to the daughter and to intentionally try to kill her it's insane to me I mean and you're doing it for 14 hours so it's not like oh, okay one time I did it and I'm like oh gosh this is a bad idea no 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 she, she went on for 14 hours so the next morning her younger Brie found her in a found her in a coma um, and also along was, um, a letter that was written, 
Alrighty, sorry about that. Got a little one here that likes to make noise for everything. So anyways, so I, this is when Brie found a 750 word typewritten letter um, that was supposed written by Ashley, which read, Mommy, when you read this letter, just remember I love you and everything I did is because I love you. I pour the antifree in the daddy's Gatorade. Now everyone is going to know what really happened and they know it wasn't you, it was me. Okay, so obviously there's more to the letter, but that was just a little bit of it. But what was interesting was that the mother, Stacy, always put anti-free, not anti-freeze. So that was something that they had already noted in their investigation. And they were like, hmm, you know, that seems interesting that this is exactly how the mother wrote anti-freeze. And then supposedly Ashley wrote that too. No. That's not a coincidence. She did not misspell them. Both of them did not. So when Stacy turned up to the hospital, she was arrested and charged with the murder and attempted murder of her daughter, which is crazy. Like who? I don't know. I'm just like always bubbled by all this. Um, you know, they just found, um, you know, a lot of things that they were able to put on the trial um, to put together. And for four days, um, Stacy had force-fed her husband antifreeze through the turkey baster to make his killing look like a suicide. If her bodies of her husband had been cremated rather than buried, no one would have ever known of her crime. And if she hadn't tried to kill her daughter, she would have gotten away scot-free. So I'm sure she was hoping that her daughter was going to pass away and that would be the end of it. Her daughter would have confessed to the murder. They would leave it alone and move on. And I'm sure the Stacy would have went on to her next victim. Um, she wouldn't have stopped. I mean, obviously if you're going to do a low blow, of, you know, killing your spouses and your daughter, it, it, it's crazy to me. Um, you know, it is as, I don't know, you know, a lot of it always comes down to money, too. For, like, example, she was going to, for the estate, was going to, was worth $300,000. So she was going to, you know, thought she'd get that. Of course, she had all the cash and the assets, life insurance, I mean, everything. So she was just looking at dollar signs. Um, you know, Stacey, actually, during her trial, didn't even buckle. She stuck to her story that her daughter had murdered her. Wallace and Castor, both her husbands, which is crazy. I mean, she still didn't even feel bad during the trial. And um, she's just very cold and calculated. You know, she had no emotions throughout the trial. She really can just care less, you know, um, about it. So the sentence, um, they gave her 51 years before she can even become eligible for parole. Honestly, I don't even think she would, but it didn't matter because... On June 11th of 2016, they found her dead in her cell. The cause of death could not be determined, but when I was looking up, they said suppose she died of natural causes from a heart attack, which I think is kind of ironic considering that suppose both her husbands, oh, well, one of her husband, the first husband was from a heart attack, and then she happens to actually be like that, um, Anyway, so even her passing caused further pain for her members of her family. Stacy owned two plots of the cemetery. One was occupied by David and the other would soon be occupied by her. The bodies of the murdered victim would be forced to lie next to each other for all eternity. That is crazy. 
um, this fate was avoided. Um, Castor's son, Davis Jr., successfully petitioned the state of Syracuse to move the body of her father for what he said would have become a shrine of evil. I mean, really, who in the heck? I mean, I just don't think you're going to line the body next, especially because she killed them. It's, it's just crazy to me that, um, you know, and even in one of the interviews, like when they were interviewing her, um, about the one where she was like, oh, antifreeze and, oh, no, I'm sorry, cranberry juice, you know, when the detective picked on that, she even accused the, the detective of framing her and was like, let's just stop this interview. I mean, the mind of this sick lady is, is insane. She killed two husbands, tried to kill her daughter during the trial, did not have any remorse and could care less about anything, uh, was still standing by that her daughter was the one that did the murder. I mean... This lady needs to be in hell because she really did not care at all for life. All she cared was for money. And anytime people are like that, if she would have got away with it and her daughter would have died, she, like I said, you know, she would have just moved on to the next victim and kept going and kept going until she really got caught. And I'm so glad that to hear that her daughter lived and, you know, I feel bad for the daughter because I can only imagine how it feels to know that your mother was trying to kill you just so she can pin these murders on you. And, you know, I know that's something that she would have to live with for the rest of her life. And it's just really sad. I mean, this whole story is all sad. You know, people have lost, you know, their fathers and, you know, I mean, even as much as I want to say, even a mother, you know, because Stacey was a mother. She wasn't a good mother, obviously, but she was just so screwed up in the head to see anything different. And, um, Honestly, you know, she is gone now. Um, whether she even felt any remorse, you know, who knows, even when she was dying, you know, I don't know what these people in their mind think at all. You know, it's just really sad. I think the hardest part is just imagining a mother for 14 hours, just trying to really just force everything down your throat so you can really be dad i mean giving you vodka and sleeping pills i mean just sickening and um so yeah i mean you know she's dead i mean part of me like wishes she could just be sitting in a jail cell really you know just with the four walls and nobody to talk to and you know i always wonder these people like do they question themselves and be like was it really all worth it i mean it wasn't you know at all but i don't know at the time they think it is you know and honestly, there is, she was actually known as the Black Widow. There is a documentary. There's also uh, a 2020 and some stuff on YouTube. If you want to look at the, you know, more in-depth details um, about her and how she looks. Because I always, every time I, I do my research, I always like, you know, have to see how the person looks. Don't, I don't know why. Um, I just, I just do, but you know, she really didn't care. I mean, even in her interviews, you could just tell she can care less, um, about anything that she's done. There's no remorse, um, on her end, but anyways, you guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, I will re be researching another, I'm trying to do about once a week, but, uh, we shall see. So, um, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye.